Hey, everybody, on this episode of Fumble Puck, we got some great stuff to talk about. Lots of action, considering there's no games. Freak out over Cole Caulfield and Eric Stahl. We talk about the uh, Mark Bergman being a huge liar. We deep dive into uh, refs calling the game and, and engaging with our fans' uh, feedback a little bit. We have our contenders and our pretenders, our Fumble of the Week. Our Hottie of the Week is one you don't want to miss. And we're just happy to have everyone today to talk about Cole Caulfield. Welcome back to Fumble Puck, everybody. Ashley, how excited are you right now? I am very excited. I just want to say I am the president of the Cole Caulfield fan club. You are the president of the Eric Stahl fan club. You can have that one. But Cole Caulfield is my boy. I am so excited. For anybody who watches Prodigal Son out there, my boy. You'll understand if you see the show. If you don't, you think I'm crazy. But he's my boy. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. I know he's starting in the AHL. I think he'll be there for like a week and then he'll come up here and score like 50 goals in like three games. This is so freaking exciting. There was nothing happening this week. We were worried we'd have nothing to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Uh, like uh, we were just, you know, shooting the breeze talking about Zach Fucale re-signing in Washington. Who cares? We have Eric Stahl. We have Cole Caulfield. We have so much to talk about. But first, hold on, everybody. We're going to slow down. Welcome back to Fumble Puck, everybody. You're here with Ashley and Noah. Ashley, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing okay. Not as good as Cole Cawthorn probably is at this moment in time, but I'm okay. I don't <laughs> Exactly. I love it. And then did you see the exchange with um, Zegris? And he was like, you are. He's like, T-A. <laughs> I saw that. That was awesome. Love it. Love it. So excited. How excited are you about that, Noah? Super excited already. There's like all kinds of good news this week. I, I'm a huge, huge, huge Eric Stahl fan. And I was under the normal assumption that he would never play for the Habs because why the heck would he ever? So when I heard it was happening, I lost my mind. <laughs> I was told by an insider, a.k.a. an old friend who's no longer a friend, whose brother's best friend was with best friends at the Stalls, according to her. But she was a bit of a, a liar, so I don't really believe it. But she said that the Stahl brothers would never sign to Montreal because they absolutely detest the Montreal Canadiens. And for like 12 years, I believed her on it. And now I'm kind of like, he either really wanted out of Buffalo or that was BS. There's got to be a bit of both to that. But like when I was when I was growing up, so like in the 20, uh, like 2000 to 2010, I had three favorite hockey players. Rick Nash, Timu Solani, and Eric Stahl. For Eric Stahl to be on our team, it's like a dream come true. So pumped. Well, I'm really happy that it happened for you. And I'm really happy that it happened for us because he still has games. So like, let's see. He's good still like who cares about the buffalo results they're they're not real right like oh my god well we'll get to eric stall we'll get to eric stall we're going to cover all this stuff got a great episode lined up today what's going on in your life what's new um my mom got vaccinated so now both my parents are vaccinated hopefully i am next in the immunosuppressed category here's hoping uh, yeah, did they, didn't they announce that uh that's happening I'm waiting. If they announce it in this podcast, you might hear me clicking on Click Sante a little bit. But uh, right now, I'm I'm just awaiting the confirmation that I can go book. But no. All right. Well, here's to hoping it happens. That'd be a great delay. It would. And what's new with you? Not much. Work today was good, except for the rain. So you know, like it was a fun day. Got a lot of paperwork done. And Zach Fucale resigned with the Washington Capitals. Yay for him. <laughs> Did you hear, speaking of, did you hear that thunderclap that they claim was thunder over the whole island of Montreal that apparently was heard as far as Hamilton? Someone told me, I don't buy that. And all the way to like way past the East End and Brossard and everywhere. Do you hear about this thunderclap Wednesday night or Thursday, whatever it was, sometime in the middle of like 3.26 a.m.? Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard about it. I got a text message from a friend being like, did you hear that? But uh, I, I sleep like a log, so I definitely did not wake up for it. Was your friend in Ottawa? Montreal. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there was this really loud noise. I'm thinking sonic boom. It was ridiculously loud. Like the house shook. My dog looked at me. I looked at her. I was like, what the hell? My mom heard it. All my friends heard it. It was crazy. And it was super loud. And like, if you go on, um, I think it's YouTube or Twitter for sure. They have a clip of it. It's like 24 seconds long, this shaking vibration, scary noise. Wild. Yeah, maybe I'll just look it up to see what it was like, because people were really freaking out about it. I saw pictures of Thor all over the internet. <laughs> it was scary, <laughs> Noah. It was very, very scary. Oh, Thor. Disney prince. <laughs> Disney, have you seen the new Mighty Duck show? 
No, I haven't. Have you seen it? I have. So I'm a diehard Lauren Graham fan. So like, shout out to Gilmore Girls. Best she's girl. the Gilmore Girls yeah. mom, right? Yeah, she is. And she's okay. like the best. She's been on a lot of stuff. She's like a very awesome person. I met her. She's awesome. Anyways, so she is playing this woman named Alex who has a kid who gets cut from the Ducks. So she forms a rival club and the Ducks are like the bad boys in this show. And honestly, Ooh. it's so heartwarming and so cute and so sweet. And even my mom was watching it with me and we were both like laughing and it was really, it was just so, it's like wholesome entertainment. It's great. Get Check it out. It's, it's really cool. Leo Estevez stars in it, right? Yeah, he's going to end up, I'm sure, coaching the Ducks. That's like the whole point. Yeah. So, yeah. Is uh, is Charlie Sheen in it? No. <laughs> no. Okay. That, that's probably a good decision. <laughs> a good decision? Yeah. Well, neither is Martin. So, you know. But, yeah, know. but speaking of really good TV shows, another one that's sports related. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I have not, but I've heard of it. That's like Jason Sudeikis, right? Yeah, it is. He's funny. It's He is, and the show is probably like, Honestly, probably top five of my all-time favorites. It is so good. I watched it over Christmas, and it was just, oh, my God. It It's heartwarming. It's funny. It's sad. It's um, it's the, it's every emotion in the book. They did a phenomenal job. I can't wait for season two. And actually, one person in it is like a Broadway person, so she's awesome. And she's awesome. Is it on like a streaming app or anything, or is it just on TV? It, they're both on Apple TV, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> Apple TV. I'll check that out. Actually, Mighty Ducks is Disney. Sorry. Mighty Ducks is Disney Plus, but Ted Lasso is Apple TV with The Morning Show. Just a shout out to my other girl, Jennifer Aniston. But yeah, also great show. You should watch that too. But that's not sports related. You know what is sports related? What? So a little bit of news that we're not even going to do neon knee jerk reactions right now because everything we want to talk about is already a crazy reaction. <laughs> we're already stoked. Uh, but the first piece of news that's awesome was uh, I, I read earlier today that the uh, NHL's COVID protocol list still only has KK and Armia on it. That means there's a very, 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 very almost certain uh, probability that no one else got any was exposed. So that's great news. It is. It is. I'm really, really, really happy about that because I was a little bit worried. Like, what would they do? Suspend another two weeks? It's a little bit crazy. I don't know which one has it. I know one player tested positive for the variant. The other person did not, I don't believe. I think there just was close contact. People were saying because we got stall, it must be KK. But I also read that Armia's name was added first. So that would make me think it would be him. Doesn't really matter who has it. Again, I hope they're both okay and feeling okay and that no one else has it. But something that Bergeman said that was very interesting was they asked, is the staff okay? And he said, no comment. Ooh, that's interesting. Because he said the players are fine. It's the staff, no comment. So I was like, wait a second. That sounds like a massage therapist or something gave it to them. That sucks. Yeah. So I don't know. You know what doesn't suck? What? Our overtime loss record this week. We haven't lost a single game in overtime in like seven days now, technically. That's amazing. That's like... Kudos, Habs. Kudos. Good job. Seven days, no overtime losses. That's it's wild. That's amazing. You didn't get out of the designer segment, by the way. Don't think I don't see that on the list. Good job. I was going to do it up later. I figured it was a nice little send off, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't worry. I'm ready for it. <laughs> okay. Sure you were. Yeah. Before we dive into the stall and, uh, and Cole Caulfield bit, uh, we also just wanted to talk quickly. Calgary and Vancouver had a huge opportunity with us not playing to leapfrog us in the standings. They both fumbled. See what I did there? Um, amazing, right? So now we have so many games in hand on them, and we're still ahead of them in the standings. We're looking really solid right now. Knock wood. Yeah. <laughs> we're both knocking wood. That's good. <laughs> okay, so so I think I'll do Eric Stahl. You do Cole Caulfield. Start with Cole Caulfield. Spill your heart out. So my last time I was as excited for a prospect was probably Gallagher, and I legit cried when he got sent back to junior, let's be honest. <laughs> I am so excited. I think he's just going to be a little scoring machine. He's going to be Gold Caulfield for years to come, hopefully with us, unless he sucks. But I am so excited. I I mean, I have really high lofty expectations of him, which is not a good thing, and he's not our savior, and I think we all need to take a bit of a step back, including myself on this. But he's so exciting and so he's just like adorable. Like you just want to put him in your pocket, which sounds so dirty, but he's so cute. And he's just like a little tiny little man who's going to hopefully save us. And a tiny little man, he's taller than I am. But, you know, he's just like a little guy and he's just going to help us and save us. Not really. I, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. on him. I feel really bad for him, to be honest. But 
I mean, I get the Laval move. I don't necessarily, I really want to see him with the big clubs. So I don't really want to see him with Laval. However, I understand it. But I think Laval is like the AHL is dirtier than the NHL. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, because you have more players trying to earn a spot and there's some more role players. And sometimes it's harder to find depth players depending on your organization. So, yeah, definitely you could you could make an argument that the AHL is dirtier. Cole Caulfield has a little bit of a historical uh, advantage. Did you know that Cole Caulfield's father put him into football when he was younger, even though he knew he was going to be a hockey player just to teach him how to take a hit? I did. His brilliant, brilliant, because he's so small. But you know what? He also got rocked like five times this year, apparently, and he never missed the game. Like he was totally fine. So he can take a hit. Thank God for football. Right? Yep. Exactly. It may, like it makes me more confident that he's going to be fine. And you look at some of the players around the league, like the, the smaller guys, like Alex Debrinket. You know, like uh, he's crafty. He can get around. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't think I'm worried about that part. You know. I'm just worried about in the AHL. I feel like he'd be okay in the NHL, which is weird because the NHL is just as dirty. But I don't know. I just. I don't know. I'm very, very, very excited to see what he can do. I think our power play just improved. Like, we're already at 35% lately. I think we're going to go up to, like, 50% with Caulfield and Stahl. That's awesome. Like, I can't – I just – I oh, my God. Like, the day he comes and, like, actually plays for the Habs, I'm going to be, like, like that the whole day. Like, I'm going to edit that out because that sounds ridiculous. But <laughs> – I don't know. I thought it was fine. <laughs> okay, we'll see. But I'm just, I'm so, I'm like a giddy little schoolgirl. I can't wait. I'm so excited to see him play for the Habs. It's just, I love it. I love his goals. Did you see his last two goals during the NCAA tournament? Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah, he just, he just threads, the, like he threads the needle right into the, into the net every time. Like he just finds that spot and it's in. And it's oh, so refreshing that we finally have a bonafide superstar scorer. I'm not saying he's. What, do you, what number do you think he's going to take? I'm hoping 13 because I can get my Camillary fight jersey to have a 13 Caulfield plate. So that would make me really happy. Ooh, okay. And, all right. And he was 13 in junior and he, um, world juniors, and he obviously can't take eight because that's Sherrod. What do you think? Well, all he has to do is uh, buy Sherrod a watch, no? <laughs> he's getting like $70,000 or something playing in the AHL. Good luck to him. <laughs> In my uh, in my NHL PlayStation PS4 game, uh, Cole, I made Cole Caulfield, and he's on the team. Like because because NCAA players aren't in the game because they're not uh, pro, right? Right. Um, so I made him. I inserted him into the game, but he I he ended up taking number thirty six. That's funny. I see that number two, and I don't really know why. Wasn't Matt D'Agostini that number? Uh, I don't know, but hopefully he's not like Mac D'Agostini and keeping his head down all the time. Like that, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> Let's hope so. I'm pretty sure he was number 36. Again, I have a weird thing for numbers. Let's see if he's 34 years old, Mac D'Agostini. Oh my God. I yeah. Know. He's been around a long time now. God, I feel old. Oh, he was 36 for us. I really know my number. Very creepy. Yeah. I, then he went to St. Louis for a while, right? And the Sabres and the Penguins apparently. Okay. Yeah. Did, did we trade him for Pelushai? Was that who, like that, was that the deal? Oh my God. I don't know. Is that the deal? Aaron Pelushai. That's a wow. Matt Dag- I think so. Oops. I don't know where I just hit. I'm on somewhere to look for trades and I don't think it's. <laughs> Oopsies. Um, I don't know. I'm on, I'm using Chrome, which I never use. So I have no idea what I'm doing. So hold on. I'll well, in the meantime, while you're looking that up, Eric Stahl is coming to town. Your so boy. he's in quarantine right now. He's got his seven day quarantine. He's joining the team. And there's a whole bunch of opportunity for how this guy can help us out. Either he slots in at center. I think fourth line center is probably underselling his abilities because he still projects out as a second line center. I could imagine him being on the wing with Code Kanyemi and taking some of his draws to ease some pressure off. Eric Stahl is not a face-off beast, but he's still good. He's better than Code Kanyemi, which it probably isn't hard, I suppose. But uh, his versatility and his uh, his drive, he plays hard still are going to be huge assets for us. The only thing we need to think about is who he's going to bump off. I have some suggestions. It was Aaron Pelusha. You're right. Um, nice. I would honestly, I want to get, I like Byron as a guy, but I think it's enough with the Byron. I think we need to insert Luckett in. I'm so tired of Luckett and getting benched every single game. I take off Armia. I mean, there's three players right there, but I wouldn't take off Luckett in so much. I would either bump off Armia or uh, Jake Evans. Also, he's not doing much lately. I'd send him back to the AHL for a bit to get his confidence back up. The thing about Evans is I want him as the fourth line center because I believe there's a good opportunity with Eric Stahl on the same line as Code Kanyemi, sharing faceoffs, kind of, you know? Yeah, but then who's going to be on the other side of Code Kanyemi? Toffoli. Okay, but where is – who's usually on the other side of that? Oh, it's Armia. So, so we're going to do – we'll do the the Tatar Dino Gallagher because Dom Ducharme's not switching that. Oh, I know sh- like I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing Drouin – 
uh, Suzuki Anderson, Stahl, Kokanyemi, and then uh, Toffoli. And then it would be Lekkonen, Evans, and one of Byron or Armia or Perry. I would think probably Perry. Right. Yeah. I would put Perry over the other two. But who's going to do our PK for taking out Byron and Armia? You got Deneau, you got Lekkonen, you got Gallagher, you got no. Suzuki. Gallagher doesn't do the PK. What are you talking about? He can. No, he doesn't. No, I don't know if I'm on the PK. Well, you got Deneau, you got Lekkonen, you've got Suzuki, you've got Josh Anderson. No! You've got Jake Evans. Evans, that's fine. Okay, Evans. You got it. We've got enough options. It don't don't put don't put like to uh, Foley also actually does the PK. Don't put Anderson or Gallagher on the PK. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. In my NHL game, Brendan Gallagher plays on the PK very successfully, and my video game never lies. <laughs> How many times did we win the cup? Uh, a lot, like like eight times in a row. Yeah, okay. Uh, but okay, but the weird watched. part about the game is that it's always against the Colorado Avalanche, apparently, which is scary. Ew, I don't like those odds. Also, your video game never lies, though, right? <laughs> oh, never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, super pumped. Like, if, if you think, if, if you add Cole Caulfield to that roster, like, there's no way you put Cole Caulfield on the fourth line. That's just ridiculous, right? So you slot him in as a, like, that would be a scenario in which it's like Caulfield, Kokanyemi, Toffoli, and then your fourth line is like Lekkonen, Stahl, and then, you know, Evans or Perry, like Stahl and Perry on the same line is slow as heck. So I don't know if that's the right call, but the amount of versatility we have now with this, these ads are just, wow. I would actually put Caulfield with Druent and Suzuki because Druent is an amazing passer and Caulfield just put all the bucks into the net. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting to try. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. A little small, but not the end of the world. Well, Druent is like a guru. He's like six foot now, isn't he? He's like 5'11", 6, yeah, maybe, but I think more 5'11". Uh, Suzuki's also 5'11", right? 5'10", 5'11". Well, we have a huge defense. Do you know we're the fourth tallest team in the league right now? I, I do know that. I think I've been saying for a while that there's a myth that the Habs are tiny. We're not. No, we're fourth tallest and we're fifth heaviest. Also, I think the whole size thing is ridiculous because the Pittsburgh Penguins won back-to-back cups being one of the smallest teams in the league. So, whatever. I agree, but I'm just bringing that up. And then St. Louis and Tampa won the cup. Well, so Tampa's decor was huge. Their forward core was tiny. Uh, St. Louis was one of the biggest teams in the league. So, it's like big teams win, small teams win. There's no correlation. It doesn't. It's not a thing. I agree. I agree. You want to try? Right. Hey, it's those knee-jerk reactions, right? Are we do are, are these like the designer labels? Oh, we can do that. I was gonna say like real knee jerk, like you're giving me. Oh, do you have knee jerk reactions for me? No, no, no. I'll do designer labels and see how many you know. Let's see. Let's just try a few here. Okay, so for those who those who aren't aware, last episode, uh, I was trying to catch Ashley, Ashley off guard with some superheroes. She said she would get me back with designer labels. So she's about to name some designer labels, and I have to say if I've heard of them or not. Okay, so we're gonna start off pretty easy here, like Prada. Okay. Prada. Yes, of course. Okay. The, it's like what the devil wears. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, yes, there that was a movie. That's true. It's pretty easy. See? Look how easy this is. Okay, what about Burberry? Yes, I've heard of that. They make purses, right? Yes, amongst other things. But yes, they're pretty well known for their purses. But they also make scarves and jackets and clothing and shoes and pretty much everything you can think of. How gotcha. about Dior? Yes. Okay. How about... Like Christian Dior? Yes. Very good, Noah. I'm impressed. It was in a Kanye West song, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> How about Balenciaga? Nope. No clue. Okay. I have one of their purses. They're great. How about Chanel? Yes. Coco. Very good. How about Poochie? No. Is that a dog? No. <laughs> Emilio Poochie. It's definitely not. It's spelled like Gucci, but with a P. <laughs> Which company's older, Gucci or Pucci? Probably Gucci. I don't actually. Yeah, I feel like Pucci's like the president's choice brand, Gucci. <laughs> Gucci was founded in 1921, and Pucci was founded in. Uh, he was only born in 1914, so I'm going to go with later than that. So, yeah. What a hack stealing, trying to steal Gucci's oh, thunder. His name is Emilio Pucci. So it's actually. Yeah, he, there's no way he wasn't thinking about playing off Gucci. There's no way. Well, his styles are very, very, very different. So it's. All right. Very- Give me one more. See if I got it. Have you heard of Hermes? I have not. Really? That's no. not random. They're like one of the most well known. Really? You never heard of like. Really? Have you not heard of a, heard of a Birkin bag before? 
I've heard of Birkenstocks. No, no. Birkin bag. It's a purse. Have you not heard of this? No, the only Birkin thing I know is the shoe. <laughs> no, okay. A Birkin bag is like ten grand for the for the cheapest one. No, no. I think that's revolting. Oh, it's not. They're beautiful. Oh my god, I that's like my dream is to eventually own. I mean, my I could like get a car for that amount, but my dream is to one day eventually have enough money that I can buy a Birkin bag. That's my gift to my. I, I hope you, I hope you get there. Thank you. Me too. Doubtful, but okay. So you <laughs> so you knew you didn't know two of them. That's pretty good. That's not bad, yeah. All right, we're going to circle back to hockey. Okay. All right. We Our big ticket talk for the week is one little piece and how it grows. Did you know that Mark Bergevin is a liar? I do now. What about you? <laughs> uh, I assumed so, and seeing it validated was awesome. And you know what? I'm happy he's a liar. I'm okay with it. I think it's a smart move. Well, I think he has to be because if he's honest, he's going to tell everyone his like he's going to show up on his hand. But who's going to do that, right? So it's just so funny that he's like, "I'm not making any trades," and then like 12 hours later, it's like, "So we got Eric Stahl," and then he's like, "I'm not telling you if when I, when they like, check back in a couple of days about Cole Caulfield," and like two hours later, it's like Cole Caulfield signed. <laughs> The Eric Stahl thing actually is super interesting because, uh, you know, he mentioned during his press conference that he heard two other teams were, uh, he knew at least two other teams were in on Stahl. I think, I believe in my heart, and it feels right, that one of the reasons why he would have kept that quiet, every day that went by without acquiring Stahl, Stahl's cap hit would have dropped and dropped and dropped, right? Each day has a cap hit crunch. Right. So he pro- he was probably worried that other teams would be able to acquire him because his cap would have dropped low enough. So by making the move when he did, he was able to leapfrog some teams that, like, you know, like I think of the Toronto Maple Leafs is the perfect example, right? Yep. Uh, they wouldn't. They would have had to wait longer in order to clear out that cap space. Montreal beat them to the punch by this timing, so it's awesome. I also think that given the situation with COVID, he's only missing two games. So yep. it, it was as I said last on Wednesday and I think Sunday. It's the perfect week to make a trade. I know Sunday we didn't know, but it's the perfect week to make a trade. Let's be honest. Your prediction came true. It did. I'm really proud of myself. I should predict this every week because. You should until trade deadline. Then I'm just going to look like an idiot. But yeah. Well, so so in in that vein, Mark Bergevin said he was done. So we know he's not done. <laughs> What's next? He also mentioned a three team trade. Did you hear that comment? He did. And that's only been done twice, apparently. So I want. So we've addressed a whole bunch of like our our like our our needs, except for the left defenseman, right? Right. So if we got to clear some cap space. We gun for Maddie Eckholm, and it seems decent. Except for the fact that Nashville's two points out of the playoffs. There's no way they're going to limp into the playoffs and get thumped by Tampa Bay. There's just no way. I don't know. I read today. There's like, like, out. Isn't David Poyle a genius? <laughs> I, mean, <but laughs> uh, I, I posted a trade on Twitter for Eckholm. Did you see my trade? I did. I said Nashville declines. So it was uh, Eckholm to Montreal, and... Uh, Nashville would get our first round pick, Kale Fleury, Victor Mete, and Sean Farrell, our uh, high scoring USHL prospect. And the results of the survey were 29% said Montreal says no. I have no clue why. Uh, 26% said it was fair. And then a whopping 45 said Nashville would say no. I'm assuming that that's part of the. Uh, like Sean Farrell's not a big enough prospect bit. Uh, so I think there's something to that trade. I think it's workable. No. <laughs> no. Totally workable. Why is it not workable? Mete? Mete? Really? Flurry? Fine. He's going to be good, maybe. Well, Mete's like the roster piece you throw in to balance it out, kind of, right? Like, well, we have to we can't carry that. Noah, many. we have to clear more caps. And then Byron, not that they want Byron, but Byron or, or Mia or Lekkinen, one of those has more weight and it clears cap out. Right, but if you're so so, Mark. The one thing that I'm very convinced of after this this week is that Mark Bergevin is all in for a Stanley Cup. Right, there's no way he acquires a rental player in Eric Stahl uh, without without saying, "Hey, this is it. We're going for it." Right. You, if you're going into the playoffs, would you rather have Victor Mete as a depth piece or Arturi Lekkinen as a depth piece? It's an easy answer. You take Arturi Lekkinen. So you try to make the salary cap work as tight as possible by getting rid of players that you wouldn't make that cut. You know, so I know there's a there's a third party in there somewhere. You might have to MacGyver, but you know I, I think we have enough prospects that we could switch that prospect up from Sean Farrell to someone better, and 
it's reasonable. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I think there's something brewing. The fact that he mentioned that, because why else would he mention that? That's super weird. Like a super random comment to make offhand, right? So there's clearly something there in that vein. But uh, it, I don't know. Maybe they'll send in like Ryan Paling, who's lighting up the AHL right now or something. He's doing well, huh? So is Yelonen. Yep. And so is Teasdale. Yeah, Teasdale was surprising, actually. I'll take it, like, but very surprising. I'm not surprised. He was doing well in his junior before he got smashed. So I was excited yeah. to see him. Yeah. I just figured the injury would slow him down. And it's what you often see people really great in their last year of juniors and they just don't kind of pan out afterwards. So I wasn't I wasn't sold. Well, he's doing well. I'm excited to see it. I I have to say, if Caulfield's playing for the Rocket, I will be tuning in. I hope I really hope he plays with us, though. Like, I think they're just waiting for the because is it like April 12th or something that like there's no more cap hit or roster hit or you can carry as many as you want or some sh- crap like that? Yeah, I believe like the cap hit stays the same, but you're allowed extra roster spots like the roster size uh, gets increased. But you do have a limit of call ups afterwards. Right. OK, so I think that as of April 12th, Caulfield will be up here. Personally, that's my opinion. I think you're probably right. I think maybe he'll play one or two games on Laval just to get his feet wet. Also has to learn the system, except apparently the Laval system isn't the same system as here. So that's a little bit why send him to learn three systems, right? Like kind of weird. Well, Bouchard is a great uh, developer, right? And he'll, he'll give him some pointers for the pro. Plus, they don't have the cap space right now to put Caulfield on the roster without moving something, which would, is another reason to make me think that there's something else happening. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. What about yeah. what about Jordan Harris? Uh, went back to school, right? Not going to happen this year. He's but uh, did you know that right after he uh, committed to going back to school next year for his senior year, they made him captain of the team. I saw that. Good for him. I think it's the right. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, he wouldn't play with us anyways right now, so it's the right move for him. He so he's got the same build as Alex Romanov. He's like 5'11", 185, 190 pounds ish. Um, but whereas Romanov is very like controlled. Uh, you know, defensive defenseman more like not offense isn't as much of his game. Jordan Harris is like a power play quarterback passer. So you figure those two on the left side should complement each other really well. Oh, that's exciting, man, for the future. Yep, but we're not talking the future anymore. Now it's all in for this year. Let's do it. Yeah, I agree. Let's get us that lefty that we need. And hey, if you want to add one more scoring piece besides Cole, I'm down for it. I like goals. Lots of goals. <laughs> yes, exciting hockey is goals. I approve. Yeah, big fan. Red fan. Do you have a neon? Right. Do you have a neon knee jerk reaction for me? I don't because, like, honestly, what was happening this week? I was going to be like Cole Caulfield, and we were already going to talk about it. And I was going to be like Eric Stahl, and we were already going to talk about it. <laughs> so, I, I, the knee jerk reactions were our whole world. There wasn't really anything I could throw you off with. No nope. so, problem. You know, but next time they'll be back. Oh, I'm sure with a vengeance. <laughs> All right, we're, we're swinging around the league. I made some uh, game calls for this weekend for everyone to watch while they weren't watching Montreal. Uh, Winnipeg beat Calgary on Friday. Uh, that was good for Montreal. So what we needed to have happen, happened. Awesome. So it, we, I feel very confident in our playoff spot right now. It would take like a Brian Burke freight train, you know, 18-wheeler going off a cliff kind of thing right now. So that's good. Saturday, Vegas beat Colorado. Uh, Vegas put on a really strong performance, shut down Colorado, especially in the third period, and they took it to overtime to win it. Do you know who scored the overtime winner? Should I guess it starts with a max and ends with a Pacioretty? You betcha. I miss that guy. Speaking of goal scoring. I don't. I like Suzuki. I liked Tatar until this year, and I like Norlander. I like all those players, but I do miss Max Pacioretty. He was fun to watch, uh, and I'm happy that he's killing it in Vegas. Yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's doing well out there. And then St. Louis versus Anaheim just finished not too long ago. Uh, Anaheim won in overtime. They uh, St. Louis lost in overtime, so uh, St. Louis didn't get those two points. Every day that goes by, they're looking a little scarier in a bad way. Like They might not make it. Did you see that Ekblad, what happened to Ekblad today? And did you see what happened to Ricard Raquel today? No, but I heard, well, so I heard Ricard Raquel bumped into this one by accident and got hurt. And I hear Ekblad had to be stretched off the ice, but he was waving at the crowd on the way out. I didn't see what happened, though. Yeah, so Ekblad, his knee, like, crumbled underneath him. Really scary. And Ouch. Yeah, and Raquel, yeah, um, I forget who it was. Someone skated into him without, oh, Clifford, Kyle Clifford didn't see him there and, like, skated. Uh, totally, like, nonchalant, not on purpose or anything, but, like, went flying down the guy and, like, rolled, and it was a little bit scary. I saw an aerial view. It was kind of weird, but, yeah, very scary. Very scary. But That sucks. Yeah. All right. We had a question uh, pop up on Twitter earlier, and I wanted to ask you the question. Oh. Name me a player that you hate, but you want on your team. 
Ooh. I know my answer. I think my answer is going to be the same as your answer. Um, oh, there's a lot of players. Well, I mean, like, I don't like Austin Matthews, but I'd take him on my team. But, I mean, I don't think he's number one. I don't hate Connor McDavid, though. I really do hate Austin Matthews, though. I hate Austin Matthews, but he's not my one. No, I, I mean, I, I know who your one is. I know who it's going to be. <laughs> That's who I would probably say, but I can't. I want to say the same as you or else we look like we're boring. So I say yours too, but I'll let you say it. But It's Brad Marchand. It has to be Brad Marchand. It is Brad Marchand. He's a 100-point player, and you hate him, but he's a 100-point player. He's awesome. Yeah. He's amazing and hot. Yeah, I, I would say I'd want Brad Marshall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was soap. But yeah, no, Brad Marshall is definitely. Who asked us this question? Good question. Whoever asked us this. Oh, no, it wasn't asked to us. It was just oh. popped up on Twitter, and we like I was engaging with it a little bit. Uh, Marshawn is the correct answer, I think. I agree with you, but I would say Austin Matthews could also be on that list. I really don't like him, though, but I would totally take him on my team, but I can't stand him. I don't know. That stash really bugs me. It, bo- it bugs you. Does he own a mirror? I don't understand. Like, Well, the fact that it doesn't bug him bugs me. <laughs> Same here. I don't get it. <laughs> it's a porn stash, dude. Get rid of it. <laughs> hate it. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Now we're just going to hop over to a quick word from our sponsors. Hi, everybody. I'm Steve, and I'm a big hockey fan. I want you to know that this message is approved by me. Cole Caulfield's coming to Montreal. Cole Caulfield's coming to Montreal, everybody. That's the word of the day. All right. We're back. Now We're going to have a deep dive right now. A quick little thing we wanted to talk about. We talked last Sunday about refs managing the game. We asked our our Twitter uh, followers what they thought about this concept. The question was, you know, would you rather have 30 penalties a game, but everything is called? Or would you rather keep things the way they are? We got a couple of answers. I'll read the answers, and then you and I will flesh out what we think is what we want to do, okay? All right, cool. So um, Austin Almaty on Twitter, his uh, handle is at Takari88. He said he didn't. He would be fine with him calling the book to the T. Um, he would assume that it would take a couple of weeks for the players to adjust. So his argument was uh, the players will adjust, so call the rules. You, the 30 penalties a game will go down because players will adapt and stop taking as many penalties. Awesome concept to talk about. We'll get to that. And then uh, Habs for the win, which is uh, at Akadika on Twitter. He said he was he's fine with the way the game is right now. In general, what he's really hoping to see is some more transparency with referee punishments. So he said I could handle uh, the, the uh, to paraphrase, he, we can handle missed calls and blown calls and and things of the nat- of that nature so long as when the ref gets fined, disciplined, suspended, uh we get to know about it. Interesting. What do you think? Where do you stand in all this after a week of reflection? Well, so I don't I don't think it's possible for them to call by the book in terms of the way they're watching the game. It's such a fast game. It happens so quickly. I know that a lot of people suggested that there should be a ref like in like up in the stands watching that they can just like communicate and say like, look, you missed the hook on blah, 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 whatever. I think that's a better idea. First of all, to give the players more room to skate. And second of all, they might actually be able to see more calls because they're not on the ice with them, right? Because being on the ice, like when you're watching from home, when you're watching at the, at the Bell Center or wherever you go, you're able to see the game from a different perspective, right? Depending also where you're sitting. I think it would be better to have somebody in the in the stands or in the, whatever, the press box, wherever they want to be, watching and seeing the game and communicating that way and saying like, look, there's this is happening, this is happening. You can see things brewing. Because if you have three guys but two of them are focusing on one person one's focusing on another you still have like six people on the ice you know what i mean yeah absolutely so i think that would be something worthwhile i think i would be closer to calling everything though however i was actually watching a video today which is about this they asked the habs the habs asked the habs which rule should be taken out of the nhl which rule should be modified and I really thought Ben Chirot was going to say, like, the puck over the glass penalty. But Jeff Petrie said it. Your boy, MV Petrie, said puck over the glass. Like, sometimes you're just trying to flick it and it just happens to catch your – like, the, the stick catches the puck on a weird angle and it just goes flying out. And then, of course, Jake Allen's like the trapezoid. And then a bunch of them said offsides. But the truth is, I think the over the glass penalty needs to be reviewed. If it's intentional, absolutely. But sometimes it's just clearing – like, come on. You know, especially for Sherrod, who does this like every three weeks or three games, really. They don't miss those calls, but they do miss blatant interference, blatant hooks. I guess I'm more pro 
like calling everything. What about you? I have no problem with missed calls in principle. Uh, what I really want them to dial in on are the violent penalties. You know, there are violent and non-violent, right? Like I, I was mentioning this earlier in the week. Yes. If they miss a tripping call, I get annoyed by it. I don't want to make up call for that, though, because that just creates imbalance in the game. But the slashes, the hit, the boarding, all that stuff, I want that called every single freaking time. So I would be in favor of more penalties happening. I don't mind watching power plays. I'm sick in the sense that I would watch a five-hour hockey game, even though I don't think it's good for the game, but I would watch it. <laughs> but um, I also think the rule book needs some tweaking to open up uh, open up the game a little. I, I'm, I'm pro anything that creates more scoring. Uh, I would love to get back to to more goals per game, right? Like, that, like the 80s era of scoring numbers, I would love that kind of stuff. I, I think uh, tweaking offsides has a big opportunity to it. I think uh, tweaking icing has a big opportunity to it. If we could reduce the number of uh, whistles... Uh, over like on certain items to create opportunities to call more violent penalties. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think uh, Austin Almaty, our, our Twitter follower who reached out, I, I think he's got something to what he's saying when the players will adjust. Yeah. Uh, but only if the refs hold firm on it, right? And only if the NHL wants it to happen. So, you know, it would be a weird... I would love to see them try it out for a season in the AHL and just freaking call everything. I was listening to uh, I was listening to the Puck Soup podcast, uh, which is a great podcast for hockey fans. Uh, if you don't listen to it, you should totally check them out. But uh, Ryan Lambert was saying they did it once for a college hockey game, and he said it was the most painful thing he's ever watched. Like, it was bad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like whistles every 10 seconds. Interesting. Like the whole game was basically like three on three hockey, basically. You know? Oh, well that, okay. That wouldn't be good. But, but I do agree. I also think if you, I really, I told you, I mentioned this before too. If there's a hit that involves the head in any way, shape or form, you should be kicked out of the game and suspended. Yeah. You've mentioned that. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, it's enough. I don't care if you hit their shoulder and then it hits their head or if you hit their knee and then you smash into their head. Or if you actually hit their head and then they think it's their shoulder. I don't care. what If it hits the head in any way, shape, or form, you're out. And I think it should be a minimum of two games every time. What you said when we were talking about that that really resonated with me was you said, you know, an accidental puck over the glass is a penalty. It was an accident, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you accidentally stick somebody in the face. It might even be up to four minutes depending on how the injury hits. Like if they're nicked a little bit, a little bit of blood. Why is it that the head needs to be the initial point of contact for it to be called a, a, a headshot. Like if you, if you accidentally bump someone in the head, if you hit their shoulder and you ride up into their head, screw you that you, you made a mistake. You hit them in the head. You're, 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 you're getting punished. I don't know if I'd go as far as suspension right away, but there's, it, it should be a heavy penalty, even if it's an accident. A hundred percent. And man, am I smart? I agree with myself. Is that weird? Probably. But the, when you said, I had never thought of it in that term, right. When you first said it to me and I was like, Oh, that's really smart. But it's true. I mean, it is true. I don't like seriously. You hit somebody in the teeth. Okay, they get a four. You get a four minute penalty, and like you lose half your mouth. But then you hit somebody in the head, and it's like play on. No, I'm sorry, but no, it's it's your brains for God's sake. It's your brains. It's your head. Like your head is the most important thing to keep. I mean, it sounds dumb, but you need your head. You need your brains. You don't need to be scrambled mush. You know, like you're gonna have a lot of concussion problems in the future and a lot of brain issues in the future in the future and it's really scary like it's very look whiplash scares me i can't even imagine playing hockey and get smashed in the head even if it's an do, you accident. Know, do you know who disagrees with you about all this the nhl yeah the 200 hockey men <laughs> okay however Maybe they should speak to neurologists. Just the thought. I think the neurologist should be on the board of the pl- Department of Player Safety. Or maybe they should just hire better marketing uh, departments. Because, like, honestly, the best way to market your game is to have your players score. They're not scoring goals if they're concussed or they have CTE. So it, it's very linear, right? Like, just get it out of the game. If you can't get it out of the game, you either are doing it intentionally or you really suck at your job. Well, exactly. And I'm looking for a job. So if anyone wants to hire me for marketing for headshots, I'm in. How about? Yeah, they, they need to replace Tim Peel. Exactly. Yeah, here, hire me. I can't skate backwards, but I'll do a great job otherwise. I don't think Tim Peel can skate backwards either, and he had a full career, so you're good. I'm good. I'm ready. Just send me an email, you know, <laughs> at fumblepuckpod.com. <laughs> All right, so our call, Fumble Puck official, uh, official calling it. We want to see more penalties called. Call the book. Yeah, agreed. Especially. Okay, that, that's the verdict. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to move on then. That was our deep dive. Thanks, everybody. We're talking now about our top three, bottom three. From now on, about to be called contenders and pretenders. We've got three contenders and three pretenders. So our three contenders, I love this first one, Rocco Grimaldi. Yep. Did you see what happened with him this week? No, I have one pretender. I have one contender and two pretenders, by the way. But no, what happened with Rocco? I love Rocco Grimaldi. He's like also like five foot two. He's great. Yeah, he's he's like the smallest player in the league now that Nathan Gerby's not playing, I think, right? And uh, and Cole Caulfield hasn't started yet. <laughs> but um, so he was picked by the Florida Panthers. He never really got his footing in the NHL. Like he was always like that fringe fourth liner, but really good in the AHL. He's one of those people that's really easy to cheer for. Yeah, he had a four goal game for the Nashville Predators. Oh, good for him. He's five foot six, so Cole Caulfield's still bigger than him. Hilarious. Yes, good for him. Yeah, so he had four goals, and, and uh, three of them, the hat trick, came in the same period in the span of, like, two minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah, amazing performance. Like I said, you, you cheer for people. It's so easy to get behind this guy and, and just cheer for him. So happy that he had that. What a cool moment, especially on a team that's struggling this year, like the, like the Preds, right? Like, giving them that little boost and a little storyline. Oh, I loved that. So he, he's my top contender this week. It was awesome. I'm glad. Good job, Rocco. Not that you'll ever hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks. Just for his highlight reel save on Vladimir Tarasenko, it was awesome. He did the full wheel, like spinning wheel, and kicked the puck away. It was it was awesome. Look that up. Google that. It was wicked. That's awesome. I like it. And then my third contender, because you always like to see people uh, find their footing and start to play well if they've been in a rough patch, even if it's for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I'm really happy that Alex Galchenyuk's had a good couple of games strung together. Uh, really happy he found some footing so far, and he's always getting a bit of consistency. Yeah, happy for him. Me too. I like. I always like Chucky, so I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's doing well. But that's cool because I can segue right into my my three pretenders. Uh, pretender Leafs fans who are suddenly about to start hating Eric Stahl. <laughs> There's a lot of this. <laughs> a lot of it. Eric Stahl sucks. Didn't you want him on your team like 20 minutes ago? You know? <laughs> uh, Tim Peel's definitely in there. That's an easy one. Colin Campbell's kind of tied to Tim Peel on that one because they both suck. Uh, <laughs> and then my, my, my last pretender traded away from the New York Rangers the other day, yesterday, Brendan Lemieux. Yeah, went to the LA Kings. Went to the LA Kings, so sorry, LA, uh, but New York, you got rid of both your racists. That's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. I have, Keep it up. I have a contender and two pretenders for you. Okay. Okay. My contender is well, we're going to start with the pretenders actually because it's more fun this way. So my pretenders are the Columbus Blue Jackets. Noah, what is happening with that team? Oh my God, they're a mess. They're, I love them so much, and they're so not playing hard. You know what? They, they look like they don't have enough effort in their game. Like it, it looks like they're just not trying right now, and that makes me start to wonder about John Tortorella. And I'm a huge Torts fan. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a big John Tortorella fan. But if you can't get your players to wake up in the morning to play, like they just lost two games in a row against the Red Wings, yeah, and they didn't even try. Like the Red Wings dominated them. So there's something wrong. There. There's a shakeup needed. I think they they should probably throw it in for this season and and dial in. For the next season, the scary thing about that, though, is if they're not making the playoffs this season, you wonder what that does to Seth Jones' mindset. Yeah, that's true. They can't afford to have their stars keep leaving, right? Mm, they will, though, because it's Columbus. Yeah, it sucks. Um, my second pretender is, uh, shocking on this one, Buffalo. <laughs> they're going for the record one more game and they tie the record <laughs> and then which leads me into my contender which is eric Stahl. good job buddy getting out of there good job <laughs> that's cool I'll, i respect that that's a good call because yeah oh my god all the memes on twitter of him like racing out of the building like <laughs> you've been traded and he doesn't want to know where he's going he's just like running out of the building already <laughs> that's great somebody actually had a picture of him a real picture of him standing outside of the hotel with his sabers bag a mask on on his phone and he drove by and this guy took a picture and wrote like um i'm pretty sure eric Stahl's just been traded <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like get me out of here like just i mean as we said i didn't think he'd ever come to canadian team either and now he's like anywhere but buffalo <laughs> so i'll take eichel if you're listening eichel thank you just saying okay um, it's that's next that's on the that's in the off season yeah or cousins apparently cousins is doing great too so nick cousins no dylan cousins oh dylan cousins okay oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he he's good. He's great. He's uh, so he he's from the Yukon. Uh, for those who don't know, my parents live in Whitehorse, and it was cool when he got drafted. There were like Cousins jerseys everywhere, and all in like the one sports store they have there. Uh, but uh, so like, the city really kind of came together around him. So I imagine there's probably a reasonable amount of Buffalo Sabres fans in Whitehorse. So on to the fumble of the week. I'm going to ask you about this. Your fumble of the week is. Daryl Sutter. Ooh, is that because of the 499th to 500th game comment? Yeah, what a douche. <laughs> so for those who didn't hear, they were they, he was giving a presser, and it was Johnny Gaudreau's 400th game, was it? No, 500th game. 500th, right, right, right. And they were like, so what do you have to say about Johnny Gaudreau's uh, 500th game coming up? And he was just like, I hope he plays better than he did in his 499th game. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing? Do you think for a second that that helps your team. If you're just trying to get a soundbite quip that sounds cool, you suck. <laughs> you totally suck. That, that There are motivating tactics. That is not one of them. If you believe your team would respond to that, you're lost. There's no way. I, I was actually, I was like, what? When I saw that. And then I kind of laughed because I thought it was kind of humorous. But I also think it's really mean and really bad. <laughs> you know what's going to be humorous? When Johnny Gaudreau leaves that team and I goes to like Boston and tears it up and you lost an asset because you your team sucks. You know? <laughs> Don't go to Boston. Okay. Oh, he's so going to Boston. Don't say that. So going. No. You heard it here first, folks. No. I don't want him to go to Boston. I don't want them getting good players. It's not fair. <laughs> Unless- uh, that's a fumble of the week. Daryl Sutter, that was a fumble. I want, I want Pasternak on our team. That's like my dream. It's never going to happen. He's like the best winger in the league right now. He's just never so, <laughs> I want him. Okay. Okay, speaking of people that you want, uh, we're going to jump to your hottie of the week. Who you got? Okay, we're taking the <laughs> NHL this time. Current players, too. We're going to go with my, like, honestly, he's probably, like, top three in the entire NHL for me. Roman Yossi. Oh. Dreamboat Yossi. Love him. So cute. So handsome. People find him. People find him dreamy. I will give him medium dreamy. Oh, he's so dreamy. He's such a dreamster. Oh my god. He's having a pretty uneventful night right now. It's two nothing Nashville versus Chicago. He's got two blocks, no hits, no shots, nothing going on. Uh, I wonder how his contract's going to age because it's he's signed until he's old, right? And. You wonder. Well, Nashville has a problem with players once they get old. Well, Weber did the same thing, and then he came here. I would not mind having Hadi Yossi here. He's so he's just so cute and handsome, and I really like him. I've always liked him. As long as his face is okay, then that's fine. He's in the place so well for me. Just keep your face looking the way it does. We're good. Do you think would Sheldon Surrey ever be on your hotties list? Oh, he's so hot too. He might. He, he's a good-looking guy. He is a good. I love that you're partaking this. By the way, that makes me feel really happy. So thank you. Oh, I am. I am such a comfortable human being. I, I am good at. I'm fine. Oh, but I really like. <laughs> There's no way Stacey will get jealous of me talking about Sheldon Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I promise you, Austin Matthews will never be on my list. No, no. There's no way. Even without the stash, no. Even without the stash, yeah. it's, it's awful. But that stash makes it so much worse. Oh, my God. But I do appreciate that Austin Matthews makes it easy to hate him. <laughs> he really does, eh? Yeah, you know, like, I, like it's hard for me to hate Patrice Bergeron. You know, like, it, I, will. You, 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 I, I secretly like him and I just spilled the beans there, you know, but um, <laughs> I hate Austin Matthews. It's, I, I, I freaking hate him. <laughs> well, name me five players you really hate in the league. I don't know if there are five that I really hate, but okay. So top of my head, Austin Matthews and Drew Doughty are like the two without any hesitation. I loathe both those players. I don't like Brady Kachuk. I'm okay with Matthew Kachuk. I really don't like Brady. Probably because the Kokanemi draft drama like influenced me a little bit. Right. Um, I do not like Braden Point. Uh, he makes me angry because he was a third round pick. <laughs> uh, total. Like that's like the reason why. And then I feel like there's got to be someone in like. Vancouver that I hate or something. Uh, hold on. Nah. Yeah, I hate Antoine Roussel. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. You could probably like. I could probably go team by team and find a player that I don't like on most teams. You know. Oh, I I, I freaking hate Brendan Lemieux. There you go. There's one. He sucks. <laughs> There's two players on the LA Kings that I don't like. And we know you hate. I love Drew Daddy, but not. Yeah, he's great though. Claude Lemieux. I loved Claude Lemieux. <laughs> Why did your son turn out like such a douche? <laughs> Ah, 
Anyways, we're 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 hitting the hour mark soon enough, right? So we're gonna wrap that up. Uh, our, our moment in hospitality this week. I just wanted to say a little shout out to my hospitality workers uh, in Ontario. At least we are now going to be uh, considered in phase two of the vaccine rollout, which starts in like a week and a half. Hope is on the horizon. We're getting close to the end. That's awesome. And uh, those in Ontario, I know Doug Ford's given some weird rules about letting gigantic families sit at tables. Respect your restaurant's rules. That's all I got to say. We have enough trouble with people lying about being from the same household. Don't make it worse, you know? I also want to say here in Quebec, I hope the immunosuppressed get their vaccinations soon because you really need it. Same with teachers, same with people in the health and uh, not the health industry. They already have theirs. Well, actually, not all of them. Dental no, they don't. No, some of them are going this week. So I hope health people can get them, immunosuppressed people, teachers. And I also hope people who are in the hospitality industry as well. Here's hoping. And we'll asterisk like teachers and all school staff. Yes. Oh, my God. It's yeah, it's crazy. And I just let's like speed this up. Let's get everyone vaccinated. And again, take what you feel safe taking. And you can walk away if it's something you don't want. But make sure you go back to get the one you do want. And just, yeah, it's been crazy. So stay safe. As like as like our little like wrap up to encourage people to that and you know like be happy about the vaccine and go for it as cole caulfield would say allons-y <laughs> i love it i love it too i love that he's embracing it oh good luck little colesy oh boy as always you can follow us on all of our social media handles at fumble puck pod on facebook it's fumble puck podcast our webpage facebook.com slash fumble puck podcast Check us out everywhere that, well, any app really. We're on iHeartRadio now. We're on there. I got us on that, Noah. Isn't that great? Amazing. Yeah, we're on pretty much every single big one that I can think of. So make sure you listen to iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere where you guys listen. Get our podcast. Tell your friends. And and thanks to our fans who uh, who reached out with some questions this week and who engaged with us uh, at Takeri88 and at Akadika. Uh, we love that people are starting to, to chat with us and make this a little more entertaining for everyone. Uh, our fans, thank you so much. We super appreciate it. You know what, Noah? I think we should end every week with a question for the fans. I have a better question. Okay, like, where'd you go? We're going to edit this in anyways, yeah. So wait. And the, win- the winner gets a shout-out from us. Okay. Name me the trio, like the three players that Eric, like the Eric Stahl trio in his first game. Ooh. So that's your question, guys. So tweet us at FumblePuckPod or Instagram or YouTube. We're on YouTube, too. We're on everywhere. So make sure you get back to us. Email us if you want. Ashley at FumblePuckPod or Noah at FumblePuckPod.com. Keep in touch. And we'll speak to you guys later on this week. There's a game on Tuesday night as long as everyone is healthy tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Have an awesome week. Love hearing from you.